This is your host, Sam Jarocki from J-Rock Lawn Care and Gardening. Speaking about all things lawn care, garden related and business wise, whether you do this at home for a bit of fun or if you're trying to break into the business, sit tight and enjoy the podcast. Hello there, everyone, and welcome back to another J-Rock's Lawn Care Gardening podcast. Here I am, your host, Sam Jarocki, and on this episode, we're going to be talking battery equipment and this is episode 20 so first um i am just gonna say i've got a cold slightly it's obviously that time of year when bugs or whatever come back around and we all think that we've got covid or symptoms of and really it is just a normal cold what's crazy because you know two year ago everyone would just be cracking on as normal right now and we're sitting here every time you get like a bit of a cough or something that you know something's going on so basically my last week has consisted of between working from home where possible from my main job um, for a few days of that week when I inherited the cold because of the type of work um, environment that I'm in. So I worked from home there and basically sent off uh, for lateral testing kits and PCRs. All came back negative, absolutely fine. So I've just been cracking on as normal towards the end of this week. But it's just that time of year again, isn't it? I mean, 2nd of October... That's what we're in here today, and on that note, it is also the day of recording, which means I am behind my schedule on recording this podcast. Normally, um, the latest I'll ever leave it is to a Friday evening, and I'll get it all edited and all the rest of it, and it'll be out for 0700 on the Saturday morning, and this week just hasn't been that. It's just been one thing after another, um, and for whatever reasons, you know, I've decided to leave it till Saturday morning. So I'm now recording it. Time is currently half eight in the morning. So as soon as this is finished, I'm going to quickly edit it up and uh, get it posted on there for you guys that like listening to it on a Saturday. So thank you very much for that. I do see about maybe probably less than a quarter, probably a sixth of um, the listeners actually listen to it on the day that it comes out. So if you're one of them and you know you regularly tune on a Saturday, then you're within a minority of um, keen viewers or listeners to uh to this podcast so thank you very much for your support so yeah as i was talking about battery equipment is what we're going to be talking about today it's i'm going to talk basically about investing in battery equipment uh, especially during the early days in your business what it looks like what to expect because what i'm starting to find is for whatever reason it seems to be you know towards this end of the year people's either trialed it throughout um spring and summer this year and then towards this back end of the season that's when they start thinking, right, should I be, should I actually give this a proper shot? Should I take my time? Should I actually look into this properly? And as of spring next year, you know, 2022, am I going to go for this? Or am I just going to turn it from part-time now and again to like properly part-time? Every time I, I get a chance, I want to be out there booking in work. Um, so I'm going to talk about investing in it a little bit. But first, as always, we're just going to talk through them all important podcast reviews. Um, there's been a rise in them in the last uh, in the last week. We've had another about four through, so that's like six and six or seven in the last two weeks. Why well, I appreciate massively. Um, as you all know, it kind of SEO wise or just as uh, proof of what how good something is or how beneficial something can be. You know, there's nothing more. Uh, nothing more you can take. To find that answer out really quickly, then reading some reviews and seeing what people say. 
So for all you that have actually written a review or you know you've maybe mentioned it to someone else, whatever it may be, thank you very much. And even just for being on here and listening anyway, I like I do really appreciate it. So I'm just gonna read a couple out to you, um, as I like doing. So this one was from the twenty second of September, what I am uh, a bit behind on. It's from TJ Tristan and his review was a five star rating titled lone nut novice and this read awesome podcast from watching and now listening to you my weekly commute i've picked up some great tips and tricks my loan is far far away from being good loan but it's getting there i'd i'd be and still sometimes doing everything backwards with my loan but yours have been invaluable keep it the great work also question do you look at every loan you drive past and think that's a good loan or that could do with some work absolutely Tristan so this is one thing that I'm sure many years can pick up on especially when it comes into like hedge season or even renovation season whatever it all year round basically right when things are growing you tend to drive past places and you're like oh like I could do this or that oh if you only done that then it would look so much better or if you just put that shape on this hedge you know what I mean it it would naturally go this way or you just look at things and you pick up on it's almost potential work, Tristan, when you're actually driving past somewhere and you do pick up these, these especially in working areas where you know you've got a customer just around the corner or if you're driving past the customers, I'll always pick up on, like, look how much better the garden that I look after is looking compared to the one next to it, you know, and it is, it's just natural and it's one of them parts of, um, of actually learning and sort of experiencing, experiencing, the process of how you'd handle jobs so this is something i'll go into another time but basically if you're just starting out just getting used to things a great way of getting used to like quoting or getting your ideas around handling clients or like their gardens is when you drive or you walk past an area just look at a garden and just you know don't stand there and take notes you'd look like an absolute creep but what to do is when you're walking past you know you might walk past a hydrangea that's like uh you know, after winter or whatnot, that's like dying off, and you'd look at what you'd prune in that garden, or you'd look at um, or if you just reduce that, then you know the the view in behind, or you know this plant, uh, this shrub needs thinned out, or whatever it might be. You could do this with the borders if you just added in that shape there. If you've done this to the lawn, and you ask yourself them questions, and then it's it's almost fuel. It's you're getting used to that conversation in your own head, um. So yeah, walking past and driving past gardens and thinking what you can what you can improve is brilliant but if you go a step further and you actually treat it like a consultation is what I'm trying to say in your own head then it's also you're practicing that conversation with yourself and when it comes to you and the client you'll be so much better at speaking about it trying to sell it and all the rest of it that was a rant <laughs> right so that was that one I'm going to read out a couple so the next one is from Lawn Care Daddy uh, and again that was on 22nd of September and I'm guessing what the title is for this one, because I can't see the whole thing, is exactly what the lawn care circle needed. Hopefully that's his. Uh, and it reads, Being a DIY lawn care obsessive from the UK, I naturally look for anything lawn care related to filling gaps when I'm working. I've always listened to America-based podcasts, as that is all that really available at the time. Sam has not only filled the void, he's completely smashed every single lawn podcast I've listened to, out the park in my opinion. Each and every week he brings out a new episode, and when the clock strikes Monday morning, the first thing I do is jump on this podcast like it's hot bacon, boy. <laughs> it's a breath of fresh air, which definitely scratches my lawn care itch. Keep up the good work, lad, and remember us when you get to the top. Lewis Lee Shields. 
Lone Care Daddy. Yeah, honestly, give him a follow on Instagram. He's brilliant. Um, top bloke, and he also runs his own pressure washing business. So, you know, if you ever, you know, find out the area he's in, you need some pressure washing done or cleaning windows, anything else, get in touch with him. He's an absolute top bloke. Um, so, yeah, they're the two that I'm going to read out this week. I have got another two or three that I need to read out, but I'll do that next week. Spread them out for the weeks that I don't actually get any reviews through. <laughs> so, yeah, so battery equipment. Now to the actual points, and the reason why I'm speaking about this is, quite frankly, through, and I always reference these pages on Facebook, there's um, Gardening Professionals, I believe it's called, for anyone that does it as a sort of trade, um, part-time or full-time, we've got a community on there that welcome everyone, we're here to help, you know, everyone gives their own experiences, there's people that's been doing it 40-odd years, and they can give experience to the guys that have been doing it, you know, four days, so it's really, you know, we've got the groups like that, you've got the UK Lawn Care Group, uh, they mention not so much things about hedges and the rest of it, but still battery mowers, petrol mowers. And the conversation just is often being floated about. And that's because even uh, even your manufacturers like Allet, for example, they're now, I've seen released in another battery mower, I believe. Uh, you've also got basically all the companies. I know Hater, they've now released quite a while ago if you jump back and if you haven't listened to already the interview with grassman island uh he uses a hater battery what is meant to be a brilliant bit of kit rotary and they're just everywhere now you know between hedge trimmers trimmers and even mowers they've all got their place within the industry whether it's you know the whether the mowers just for homeowner at the minute i mean i know mike day jm if you don't follow him on instagram another shout out to him you should give him a look he's very professional he's very straightforward talking great look and he does uh ego mowers he absolutely loves them he swears by them so during i'm guessing the final conditions he often uses these ego mowers because they're light um you know battery powered a lot more quieter you know they've all got their place and i think when you dig into it even if you're fully fuel at the minute or if you're hybrid between the two, the, if you're looking into the future, that is, I do think the battery kit you're going to find being in your arsenal of equipment at some point. Because even now, anyone that I speak to that's used a battery hedge trimmer says they would never go back to a fuel one. And there's just many reasons for that. But the main one, and the most simple reason of it, is that they're bloody good. You know, you, you use these this battery equipment and they are, especially the professional range, they are a professional piece of kit that does the job very well. So, you know, I think there's a lot of people that aren't jumping over is more of the fact of I've used fuel my whole life. I love it. love the power. You know, I would never jump battery kit this, battery kit that. And the thing is, until you try it for a decent amount of time, right, and then go back and then you've got all the fumes in your face again, You've got the weight of it, you've got the noise of it, you know, you, you might reconsider your options. So, another reason what made me think of it, between seeing it on groups like what I've just spoke about there, and uh, through general other conversations, the other reason, if you follow me on Instagram, check out one of my latest posts of, you know, this week before the 2nd of October, and I belted, uh, belted? I melted my battery um, for my Husqvarna. Good. I'm just going to tell you about it because I'm wounded. Bear in mind, these BLI 200s are £200 each. So I literally melted £200 
right in front of me. And, um, you know, it's a mixture of stupidity and just lessons learned, you know what I mean? It's never going to happen again. I wasn't too angry at myself because, you know, it happens, I suppose. And, yeah, I just, I'm not going to make the mistake again. So I went to a job. What it was is I had a lot of strimming to do on the job because everything was quite overgrown. So I pulled out my 940X uh, battery backpack and I started using that. I already had the handheld battery, you know, the little small units, uh, already in the strimmer. So I took that out, put it down, and I went away and strimmed, right? Front garden, back garden. So I'd done the front garden, and then after blowing it all off, you know, everything off the paths, because the way I normally do these cleanups is that I strim down, I blow everything from the paths back onto the grass, and then I pick it all up with a mower or rake, whatever I need to do. After doing this, I just thought, you know when you're like you want your equipment together so you you know you you put your rake next to the bucket you put the your mower next to the scarifier whatever it might be you know I, I just stuck this um the blower down next to this battery just thinking i'll keep the kit together never thought anything of it there was no plan and obviously i've put it down behind the battery technically so the exhaust and everything's been blown straight into the battery and i'm talking there's only maybe a three inch gap so at this point i've thought right i've I've picked up the strimmer again, I've done the start of the back garden and just while letting the the uh, blower idle because the garden is basically split into two so I knew that I would need it within like a few minutes. So I just let it idle. Um, anyway, done that part, went back and obviously as you know as I've just said I picked up the battery and I was like you bugger and it's basically melted the side casing of it. Funny thing is the battery still works. So you know I turned it on, still had like four bars whatever it is. Uh, fully ready to go but because of basically the side where it's got like um side clips that you you depress while you push it in and it, that's what holds it in the uh, trimmer into the strimmer on well all the Husqvarna battery equipment uh that's the part that's basically melted so it's it's now an extra half an inch like wider than what it should be because of this yeah it's knackered so in regards to that, I had people asking, uh, saying that you can get like replacement housings. I've I checked with my dealer as far as they could see through their, you know, the parts that they could order through. They couldn't get a new housing for it, and it'd be fair even if you did. It's there's probably some form of, you know, damage somewhere. But anyway, so it's an expensive lesson. So I'm I'm gonna keep it and I'm gonna put it on a shelf one day when I've got an office just to remind me how much of an idiot I was <laughs> that day. Um. So yeah, that's reason as well why I thought battery equipment, investing money down the pan in that situation. <laughs> but yeah, so seeing the questions online, and the question basically is, you know, are they good enough? And I just want to sort of get across my story with it. So my story was, I decided to invest in it day one. So I used fuel machinery, you know, throughout my working life, all the way to this point, but never self-employed. Okay, by that I mean trimmers, trimmers, that sort of thing. Uh, it always just seems to be main companies, anything somewhat sort of like commercial use or long running use. Like we used to look at look after a driving range, uh, and part of that included like trimming along the sides and keeping basically the little uh, the walkway between the practice area and the back of the range clear. And that had a little fuel petrol. Uh, it was just a little cheap thing, but it it was a fuel driven uh, trimmer bullhorn and so I used them in the past whatever else but when it came into looking for the business I, I thought because you can actually get fuel equipment 
cheaper uh, as an initial overhead to get you going as we all know that you always see the question of should i buy a titan or a, a hyundai multi-tool you know that'll get me going for a decent amount of time and what it was is when i sat down and looked at it as much as i i knew that would have been the easier option and bear in mind i had about i can't remember it was between three and four hundred pound one of you would be able to tell me better from when when i initially talked about this and worked it out but i had between three and four hundred pound i believe it was to get started in this business now like i was saying i was working full-time anyway so yes i did have an income but alongside with that i also had a whole life to pay for a car a house a family to feed um you know i had everything of a, i didn't have the um i didn't have the money coming in while i could put you know a few grand towards this business first thing so you know i had three four hundred pound and what i sat down with it and looked at was i really wanted to be some form of eco there's so many there's so many companies out there that have already been around for so many years i thought what battery is very much up and coming in here right and i thought what way can i stand out and the way that i sort of thought i could stand out with the whole garden maintenance and lawn care world was two different things one being more economical so you know using battery equipment being quieter selling that side of it this was my angle very much so on the first six months of the business and also laying stripes you know there's a lot of people out there that you know don't pay tax uh, they just do it on the side they just do it through word of mouth you know they've got no social media presence and they just cook gardens put down feeds blah 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 and it's all cash and hand work and you know it, it builds up this this picture for customers that you if you're doing this then you know you're that type of person you're pulling up with you know a car trailer well there's nothing wrong with but you know you're not wearing any embroidered clothing you're not doing anything official you're just like you know the biggest question I got through the first three months or whatever of um, me doing this business was, oh, do we just pay you cash? Like, you know what I mean? Everyone was implying and they'd wait for that like response of like, oh yeah, you don't take it through invoice or blah, blah, blah. Like everyone just thinks that you're almost doing it off the cuff. And I would make a point of telling every customer, no, 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 I said, it's all legit. Uh, everything goes through my invoices, which goes through my account. And, and you know, I would just slip it into a conversation within the reply just so that they knew that it was legitimate, you know, and the amount of clients that I've held on, uh, or like re-recommended me because I've been like, this guy's legit. He's not just gonna do a runner one day if he does like a job bad or something. Like he's legitimate. He's gonna, you know, he's trustworthy. So when it, when it, when it came to me thinking about it all and where I was gonna go with it, I just had to think of where my angle was and how I was gonna proceed forward. And with that, I seen lane stripes and battery equipment. So the lane stripe side, obviously that's for another another podcast, but that was all the lone care side. More not so much about the actual stripes, but it was about the precision and about the time that I was willing to spend on someone's garden to make it look good. And secondly, for the battery equipment, what's the main talking point here is I wanted my foot through the door and I wanted to be able to sell that. Now, as anyone that uses battery equipment will know, you can't actually get much for two, three hundred pounds. So what I did is, and I believe it was two seven nine, maybe something around that. Husqvarna was doing a deal where you could get a hedge trimmer, a BLI ten battery, and a one one five IL trimmer, all battery, all domestic, but nonetheless battery. 
So that was my initial investment to the business was £280 roughly um, into these two items. And what I found is when I started, the first thing what people were saying is, oh, I barely heard you outside. You know, I could take on hedges, I could do my garden clearances and, you know, the the general thought from it straight away was nothing but positive comments about me being a lot more quieter in their gardens than me turning up at 9 o'clock in the morning, half 8 in the morning, and blaring like a, a fuel strimmer, you know, right outside the bedroom windows. So there was, a, there was a positive note straight away, and this sort of just ticked the box out, and it was lighter, it was quieter for myself. It ticked them boxes for me where I thought, right, this is the right decision, and this is definitely the direction I go. Because one of the points that I'll talk about probably soon enough is... Once when you start with a brand, you're kind of left on a track where you need to sort of see it through. Now, you don't need to, but money-wise, it's the best thing to do. So, that's sort of how my whole story started. Starting with them two items. And like I said, they're both domestic and they're both cheap. But you're left with this, you know, you're left with this um, this thought when you first start. Is do I invest now and, you know, go through with all the battery equipment? Or do I just add one item and then, you know, crack on with fuel. That's a decision you really need to make for you. It depends how much money you've got. depends on the clients. You've got to remember when I done this, I was starting from the bottom up. So I was starting with zero clients. I never had anyone on the books. So naturally, as work starts slow, you know, I had the chance to bail out 10 battery doesn't get you far, but it would get me through a two-hour cut of a hedge, right? So I would start with the smaller hedges and only take on them smaller hedges, once when I made enough profit through the business, I invested in a BLI 20 battery, what's all I thought I would have needed at the time. I could get then slightly bigger hedges. From there, and I started working on, I could then invest in BLI 200, and then I needed a bit of height, so I invested in a longer reach. So, you know, there was the natural progression for me. So you need to take this in mind that anything I ever say on my podcast is only ever really related to my experiences. I can only advise you from what I've experienced. You might be in a different situation where, for some reason, you're in the countryside and all the hedges around you are, you know, 14 foot high and 40 metres long. You know, that initial setup that I had isn't going to work for you. You're going to have to have a higher investment. So just bear that in mind, please, as I speak through this. So what I want you to think with, there's, if you're sort of new to battery gear, you're new to looking into it, you might be changing into it next year, is there's three main brands that you sort of see and that I would sort of trust to go on with, go on to with how many people's used them and rated them, and that is your three. What is Husqvarna, Still, and Ego? Um, the other one that's kind of on the market now that I see people using, uh, Country Cottage Gardener. I love giving a shout out, so I will wherever I can. He's brilliant on Instagram and YouTube, but he has started using a lot of Echo equipment, and that seems to be very much on the scene now, uh, as well. So you know. They are here and they're part of it as well, but I can't really speak about them much because I haven't seen much from them. But Husqvarna still and Ego have been around for you know a long time and they've been in the market for battery equipment for that little bit longer. So the numbers and stuff I'm going to give you below is just for uh, the price of a trimmer, roughly around 60 centimeters, and it's going to be the pro range. Just to give you an idea when we speak about these comparisons, and this is not me trying to compare these models to say which one's better, but I'm just giving you a rough idea of what you're looking at if you're going to go into a professional range hedge trimmer first off. Because as we'll speak about, the overheads can be pretty daunting 
and if you don't have that money to give out straight away so like i was in the beginning when i only had that you know two three four hundred pound whatever it was um I, I wasn't in a position where i could just throw money at the business the only way i can move forward is literally make money before i could spend money and that's the way it was like i started with a rake an old rusted pitchfork um a coal spade and cylinder mower and these two battery bits of equipment i started with the bare minimum all other equipment that wasn't the mower strimmer and hedge trimmer were all just gathered you know most of them were in the shed when i first moved in so acquired should i say because they're just found um so you don't have to start from amazing heights but you can start from a lot lower than what you think and build your way up and it won't take you that long so these are what i'm sort of speaking about and so to go with the husqvarna you're looking about 330 pound what is for the 520i hd 60 um it has about 4,000 strokes per minute and it's it's coming in like i say around that 330 price range what seems to be one of the more expensive ones now all of these are sort of where i would start that if you're going to go into any commercial work or if you're going to be doing a lot of hedge trimming then this is a good place to be one thing that i'll say about the um hd 40 i think it was hd 45 the hedge trimmer domestic one that i had it was brilliant but it would if you had anything thicker it would cut out halfway through because it was only meant for light domestic use so don't always just think price tag it's battery i'll go for it you really need to beyond this look into bits of equipment and speak to people about it dm me ask me if i if i know anything about any other bits of kit and i'll try and help you if not i'll probably be able to pass you on to someone that uses it daily um like for example i'm going to use mike dajm he uses a lot more of the ego equipment trimmers um included you've got bully charge gardener on instagram he uses still a lot i believe he's um, an ambassador for them you know so he'll probably be able to tell you a lot about them you know so there's different people in the community to ask and you know everyone that that is approachable and everyone that you can go to to speak to them about it because at the end of the day we're all here to help i don't think there's anyone in this industry that you know keeps the cards too close to the chest at least the people that i associate myself with don't so we're all here to help in this little circle so yeah that husqvarna does about four thousand strokes per minute what's the highest in its class um, and for the BLI 300 battery, what is a 9.4 amp um, on, for them, that's about £260, what's 36 volt. So, you know, you're looking at, just to get a professional range trimmer from Husqvarna, as well as their highest battery, um, you're looking at the best part of £590. What is a big investment just to be able to cut a hedge for, you know, 300 would probably get you through the best part of the day on light trimming. Next for our is still you can get a still hsa 86 what again is around about the same size and length uh, for about 250 pound so you know 80 pound cheaper than the husqvarna 3000 strokes per minute there and their battery that i can find that is close to it is the ap 300s what i believe is their pro range highest battery you know for handheld and that is 7.8 amps and that's about 225 pound again at 36 volts so you know for still you're looking at 475 pound roughly uh to get yourself going and ego you're looking at 209 pound for their equivalent trimmer and that has a 3200 spm and their battery what is a ba4200e 
I realise you might have to rewind some of this and actually listen to their models back. But it's a seven and a half amp at £269 from what I can see. But that is a 56 volt battery. So Ego, out of the three, is actually the higher voltage. So it should give out the most power. Um, the battery shows that in price. But yet the trimmers are actually, their equipment as a whole, is a whole lot cheaper than what still and Husqvarna is. So altogether you're looking at the Husqvarna that would come in just to get going on their highest battery and trimmer to be 590 like I said. You're looking at the still that is around 475 and the Ego that is just about 470, 480. Um, what I'll say with this is buying equipment. I just want to sort of touch on this because you know everyone talks about speaking to the dealers and honestly that is brilliant. I have a very good relationship with my local Husqvarna dealer, that's McGregor's Industrial Supplies in Elgin. They're absolutely brilliant. Um, you know, the guys and girls that work there always try and help me out as best as possible. If I need to get any work done or a service done on the mowers, they get me back out as soon as possible as well. So, you know, very appreciative of that. And you need to have, trust me, you need to get this confidence of going into your dealer, you know, having conversations, inquiring, and just find them where they're at. Because what you'll find is if you make that good connection with them, they're going to probably try and help you out above and beyond sort of than what some online retailer just would, you know what I mean? So I definitely try and build up that relationship. And it's also one of them that it's a realisation of they have got overheads. So when you're going to a dealer, um, what I try to find and what I always say at my dealers is, I want to buy from you. You know, especially in the beginning when I knew how much kit I had on like my wish list basically. I'll be saying to them, like, I want, you know, there's thousands and thousands of pounds worth of kit that I want to buy from you, but you're about £70 more expensive than one of the bits of kit, kit online. Now, I used to always say to them, if you if we can work something so that you get me within £20, £30 of the online price, then I says I'll buy from you because, you know, I would prefer to. But that's the problem with it, and, I, and I've done both, and I've been honest with them. I've both uh, bought both from online and from in store and the thing is with online is a lot of the time they're just like warehouses so the stock will come in you know it's next to like it's very small overhead cost and then they just sell them so they can afford to sell it off 50 pound cheaper or whatever than what it would be um in store so don't just go with your first one i've always found sometimes there's niche websites you know uh, that do a better deal for example there's websites out there, FR and Jones, um, World of Power. There, there is a lot of different ones and you can basically just make sure you look around because you can actually save yourself a lot of money by doing that in the beginning by getting stuff online. Just make sure the warranty is there. Make sure they've got a customer service department and they'll work with you. Um, that's what I've done on both them two companies and they've been brilliant. I've also used several more but the names uh, I can't reel off on the top of my head. So do that because what I would say to them as well in store is if we can't come in within £20-30, I says, for the next three purchases I make with you, I could have bought another bit of kit through online. And, you know, once when we got that understanding with each other, I found that, you know, they knew I was legit, they knew that I was actually investing money, and for whatever reason it may be, we were, they were there to help me as well. So what's brilliant, because it goes a long way when you know there's someone you can trust that will order a part in 
and they're not going to be lazy about it. They'll really try and help you out and get you back out there as soon as possible. Kind of like having a good mechanic. I've got one of them as well. So if you're in the Moray, Elgin area, then let me know and I'll uh, recommend my mechanic to you. So that is a rough breakdown of the Husqvarna still an ego sort of headstrimmers. And, and I picked that because it was just one item. If I was here to speak all day about it, then, you know, the, I'd be here forever going through all of their bits of kit. But the thing is, can they handle it? Is that what you're scared of at the moment? That you're going to take on a job, you're going to invest five, six hundred pound in uh, you know, initial bits of machinery, and they're not going to be able to do the job. Let me tell you, strimmer and hedge trimmer wise, absolutely. So, if you've got you know, off, if your jobs are quite often four foot high grass, you know, knock down jobs, and then you might want to go for something fuel, something that's a bit more commercialized. I know, uh, listening to some, watching some YouTube channels online, there's people that clear country paths that last a couple of miles, you know, batteries don't, the problem with carrying it all and just getting through it is just a bit of a problem, alright, it, it doesn't logistically work out very well if you had to go change a battery or you've got to carry loads of different batteries with you, it just doesn't work. So, fuel still has a place. It, yes, the top of the range stuff, you know, the 700 pound trimmers are going to be more powerful than your battery gear. It's a given. Like, no one that uses battery gear is saying that they are better than because, you know, they're more powerful. No one's saying that. But what we are saying is that they're useful and they're a lot more practical within certain situations. And depending on the type of jobs that you take on, should verify whether it's a good idea for you or, you know, you need to stick with fuel a bit longer until battery maybe catches up and can run longer, that sort of thing. So that's the difference with it. But on the other side of it, if you're doing general lawn care and you know grass cutting work and low level clearance jobs, then battery gear is brilliant. I've got the 325 ILK Husqvarna combi system. Brilliant. It is one of my favorite tools. The only two attachments I've got for it at the moment is the TA25, I believe it is, the strimmer head, and the the edger attachment straight shaft so you know them two for when i take on loans that is a basic thing i offer so with every grass cut i promise that you know it'll be strimmed it'll be cut and then the edges will be put back in as well so if i take on any regular customer then you know even if their edges are overgrown by six inches nine inches whatever it might be you know part of my offer is to cut that back so you've got a nice clean cut line next to the side of the patio on that first job Yes, it might take an extra half an hour to cut out all them, all them bits and like get them in the bin. But it's a service that I offer, and it's it's another selling point for me. I know people that do free weed killing, for example, on any property they take on. This is just my angle, and you know that's part of it. When you're taking on these services, you need to have your something that separates you from the next guy, and it's just one of the things that I do offer. But that is a brilliant bit of kit, and very powerful, and that knocks down grass no problem at all. You know I've dealt with. Th- four five foot high stuff if you flick through my instagram page um and it's been no problem but what i was finding with it is even though it's pop more like it's more than enough powerful uh it's got more than enough power to get through a job i was finding with the d handle that it has so you know it's not these bulldog handles that you hold each side for anyone that doesn't know it's a little d-shaped handle that's sort of a third of the way down the shaft um it forces you to have this slight bend now over in america i believe they've got like easy handles, I believe they're called, you know, where it's this contraption that clips on and you're standing a lot more upright while you use this strimmer. Brilliant. 
But for us, they seem hard to get over here and it causes backache. Anything longer than 20 minutes. I'm only 27 year old and I'm getting a sore back off streaming. So for the jobs, and I've got a couple of properties that are on like acreages and it was getting to the point where you'd be in bits, you know, for a couple of hours afterwards until you could really stretch yourself out because you've been streaming for so long. So the next one that I invested in was the IRX, was a bulldog handle strummer. And that's that's perfect. Um, yes, it was more money. It's a bit of a nightmare to carry around in the van, but I only take it out on the days that I actually need it. Uh, need it. If not, it is then in storage. But, you know, it's more than enough power, uh, it's got more than enough power to get through any of the sort of jobs I've needed it for. If you're wondering about worst case scenarios, then check out my YouTube channel. There is a video on there dealing with an over, overgrown garden, I believe it is. And the grass is basically four or five foot in places, you know. Really thick. It's sort of countryside garden. It's not fine turf. And um, I knock it all down, get it all to a cut point where the old tenant was able to hand it over to the next one. And this is in the middle of the countryside and I've got some really nice drone footage on there. Check that video out. If you actually check it out through this podcast, then let me know in the comments. Say that you've, you know, you heard about the video during this podcast and that's why you checked it out. It's always good to know where, you know, viewers and listeners are coming from and how they heard about it. So any feedback is always appreciated, as I've always said before. So they can't handle it is the point I'm getting at. Now, main level reductions as well. I want to show another YouTube video here. How to reduce a privet hedge. Took about two three foot off of um it was about two feet actually off of a large privet hedge on a property start of the year and it got through no problem what i found though is the handheld stuff right the short reach is a lot more powerful especially in the husky range at getting through the thicker stuff you know stuff up to like three quarters of an inch whatever it can get through uh than what the sort of long reach was so that's just sort of a gamble you'll have to take sadly Demos don't seem to be in a large supply, so trying to get demo bits of kit unless you know someone isn't very uh, very easy. But you can get through these reduction jobs with it as well. If not, and you've got um, your field trimmers, then you might just want to keep one by if you are thinking about jumping over. So if you're any main large reduction jobs, anything where you need to be a bit brutal and you want to keep uh, your battery stuff for the finer stuff, then that's maybe something I would look at. And then next there, what I've got is just going to be going through some of the pros and cons of battery gear. And more of them are, you know, you can probably think of them all already. I mean, actually do that. Have a few seconds now thinking about what the biggest three pros are of having a battery bit of equipment. Right, so think about it now while I'm speaking. Even if you've never used them before, even if you've only seen people using them in videos and all the rest of it, what do you think is going to be the three main sort of best points about them? Right. So here are mine. So with the pros, you've got quieter, roughly um, for the like trimmers and stuff that I've got, you're looking around 94 decibels. The fuel equivalent is definitely over 100 plus. Now, I believe you need ER protection off the top of my head, anything above 85, um, depending on the area that you're working in. Yeah, if you're, if you're getting them in hope that you don't need to wear ER protection, then it you know, I don't think it's going to work that way. Maybe some of the domestic stuff is a bit quieter, if I remember rightly, and you don't actually need them. But especially with the commercial stuff, they still give off a lot louder, like, still give off a noise, although a hell of a lot quieter. It doesn't travel as far as what the fuel equivalents do. 
Uh, it sounds like a little mini moped is going past the windows when you hear someone with fuel machinery trimming a little shrub and it is just little taking little bits off here and there. So, a lot quieter and the, like I say from that, residents have gotten to, back to me and, uh, and being like, I never even knew that you were working, I thought you were taking a break for the last hour. And I'd be like, no, 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 like, I've, I've been up the ladder working. Like, And it's just been the fact that they've been on the other side of the house and they haven't been able to hear the roar of a fuel engine, you know. Next one, you can start work earlier and finish later if needed. I start my first property normally uh, throughout, the throughout the days when it's light enough to do so at 7 o'clock in the morning. I'm normally there for about 6.45 to be able to unload the van and get to it. Yes, I don't kick up the kit at that, that time, but I have done in the past if I've been doing a hedge for them. And, you know, I've not had any complaints. So people don't come out at 7 o'clock in the morning and go, oh, you're very quiet. But I haven't had any complaints either. So... That's, an, that's not a bad one to start with. Although, bear in mind with that, certain councils and all the rest of it do have a restriction on you know, noise depending on the area that you're in. So it does depend on a few factors there about if you're actually allowed to do it or not. But normally what I'll find is I'll tip up to a property. Uh, if it's a general maintenance property, then what I'll do is any sort of uh, pruning, raking, weeding, that sort of stuff, I'll do all first, You know, spend the first hour doing that type of thing. And then I'll do, uh, you know, whether I'm cutting the grass, trimming a hedge, trimming up a shrub, whatever it might be afterwards, so that it is slightly later. But you're looking from around 8 o'clock, you know, 7, 8 o'clock, I'm straight in there with with the battery kit, using it. Um, and same again at night, there was a post that I put up the other day of me clearing a pathway between uh, a back walking pass on the other side of some people's hedges to a farmer's field. And although it was getting dark and the sun was setting, and fair enough, that's around about 7 o'clock now. You know, I was still away streaming with my uh, IRX and there was no bother whatsoever. No fumes. The amount of people that talk about doing hedges and having the fumes stuck in your face and you feel a bit dizzy afterwards. I had someone get in touch with me earlier on in the week saying that, you know, they do not miss the feeling of they'd do a large hedge and if they had a, cutter in, a trimmer in the hand for a long period of time, they'd be walking away after a few hours feeling really lightheaded, really dizzy. Look, you're poisoning your body. If not anything else, taking in them exhaust fumes, you're poisoning your body like, and it'll catch up to you one day. So there's no fumes, there's less vibration, you're not going to be walking away with white finger uh, after half an hour. And the cost saving in the long run, you know, put that, you know, in capitals there, in the long run. Um, and it's lighter, you know, it's, it's easier to carry about, it's easier to manoeuvre, it's easier on the body. What is the main thing as well? I'm all about sort of injury prevention and, you know, keeping our bodies in the best active ways we can so that we can still do this in another 15 years time, 20 years time if needed, you know. So definitely better on the body, it's quieter and it's uh, it's going to be saving you money in the long run. The cons with it, and I don't have many really, is the whole batteries for the plug-in ones, as in the detachable battery, is there's been days I've went out the door and I've only taken one battery with us uh, and I've had to do that first job, then loop around and come back for the other two, other three batteries, just to be able to get through the day's job. So not only remembering to take the batteries, but also putting them on charge the night before so that they're good to go in the morning. But this is all down to yourself. The better you are planned, the better that you run your business, the more si like the better systems you have in place, you're not going to have them problems because you will erase them eventually. But in the beginning, you do have to remember to. And uh, because if you don't, 
look, they don't even start. It's not like you can just pop to a fuel station. Maybe not at the moment, but uh, <laughs> in the past, and just grab you know some some fuel and do your own uh, mix and get it going again. You need to pop it back and then wait for the charge time as well. What well, isn't much for these batteries? That's one thing I never actually talked about. But for the batteries, you're looking somewhere around half an hour with the quick chargers, and um, to get a BLI two hundred up to scratch. So it really doesn't take too long before it's back in the game. Uh, the initial overhead, as we've sort of spoke about in a different format earlier on, the initial overhead is expensive. For the batteries, I mean, I have, and I bought the back backpack battery secondhand, but they can be anywhere from about a thousand pound onwards for a backpack battery. Um, for the highest level of it, what is, I believe it's a forty-two amp, if I remember correctly. Uh, so they can be a grand onwards. For your BLI 300s, they're about 270. Uh, for your BLI 200s, they're about £200 each. If you want enough so that you can um, get through a day's work, you're looking at spending a good few hundred pound just to be able to go, just to be able to get the machines running. Not even, you know what I mean? So it is initial overhead. What I would say is do it to what you need in the beginning. If you've got fuel machinery, then maybe edge it out slowly so that you, you get one battery and you use that for the first thing of the day once it runs out, you then go at your fuel, or you know if you can decide if you can afford to invest straight away, then literally two or three of the batteries should get you through the main bulk of the day. If you just sort of strimming edges and all that sort of stuff, depend on how many clients you have and what the properties look like, obviously. And then brand commitment. So this is the only really <clears throat> the only really problem I have with the battery kit, and it's to be expected, quite frankly. But you are almost trapped into because it's that initial investment, like I just spoke about there, if you've got to pay £1,500 just say, on getting a backpack battery for your bigger jobs, and then a couple of small ones for when you're just trimming edges, trimming down edges, or even your hedges, then you're paying £1,500 towards a company to use their bits of a kit, kit and equipment. Now if you all of a sudden like ego, because you know their multi-tool is only something like 600 quid, and it comes with a pruning saw, it comes with the, the hedge trimmer attachment, the strimmer, whatever else it comes with, you know, you get a lot for your money with Ego. If you want to then move over them because you like their multi-tool, well, it's not just the multi-tool, is it? You've then got to get the multi-tool for 600 quid, then you've got to spend another five 600 quid on batteries so you can use that one bit of kit. You know, fair enough, all different attachments, but still that one bit of kit. So there is very two sides to it, and you, you're left on that. I know I feel it. Like, I've seen a lot of people use still stuff, and I would love to try some still gear. I'd also like to try some Ego gear. You know, I'm, I'm a big fan of all three of the brands. But the reason why I don't is because at the moment in time, the priority isn't around buying five, six hundred pounds worth of other batteries. Um, so that's what you got to think about as well with it. And the last one from there is basically where do you go from here? Um, with all that information... Where do you go? Do you take the step towards battery? Are you, are you going to leave it a bit longer? You know, are you just, you know, fuel is all that I, I like using. You know, I'm comfortable with it. Look, I think all the the message in today's podcast was meant to be was to give you a little insight to the sort of price ranges. If, you, if you're not thinking about it, then what it could be. And if you are using it, maybe some things that you, what might come up as a problem later on in the future, if you haven't touched them type of jobs, or, you know, how you could be benefiting more from and yeah, a couple of stories along the way of me messing up basically. <laughs> so, but no, again, uh, I do appreciate you all joining in on this week's podcast. As I've said before, 
I try and release podcasts every single week without fail. Like last week, you know, I, don't know, I can't remember if I said, but I had dental pain, basically wisdom teeth giving me jip. Really didn't want to do last week's podcast, but I jumped on anyway to get out a weekly episode. This week, I sound like an absolute penguin, and, you know, I'm still here doing the episode, although late, still getting it out there. So I'm trying to keep that consistency there. Um, I'm seeing a lot of people come through now and messaging me that's still only just picking up on the podcast now, and it's three, four month old, you know. So I'm going to continue with it, and hopefully I can provide a format where it's information you like hearing, and it's still entertainment, entertaining as well as uh, beneficial for you. So what I would say is if there's any talking points that you want to hear, anything you're unsure about, DM me on Instagram, uh, Jrock Lonke and Gordon. Just get in touch and we can talk about it either there on the spot or if it's a podcast, if it's enough for a podcast to be made about it, then I'll literally talk about it for 30, 40, 50 minutes and I'll give you a long, long-range answer with me actually looking into it and getting figures up and all sorts. So that's there and I'm there to help for it at the end of the day. So the way you can find me is through Instagram, Jrock Lonke and Gordon, as I've just mentioned, and same again on YouTube as well. That is anything on the YouTube channel from just general lawn care tips going in autumn, spring, lawn renovations to also gardening jobs where I am maybe doing a garden clear up or reducing a hedge or, you know, streaming back, you know, these overgrown gardens, whatever it might be. So check out my YouTube channel and I would appreciate a subscribe on there as well if you can do. And yeah, um, anything else in the future, just get in touch. Also email jrocklc at gmail.com. So thanks again for tuning in on this week's episode uh, named Battery Equipment and finally there at episode number 20. So I hope you all have a good week. For those that are working, good effort. Keep going, stay motivated and keep out smashing up that work. Catch up on things that you need to if, if possible. And if not, then enjoy the time back home. Enjoy the weekend with your family, getting drunk, you know, playing with your kids, whatever it is, just enjoy it. The off time is what matters just as much as the time actually working. So take care, everyone, and I'll see you in next week's episode. All the best.